Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Um, probably number one, I, I don't know what I don't know. You know, I'm not afraid to ask questions and learn from these other guys. And if there's a better way to do it, we're going to do it that way. Um... I'm big on evolving each and every year, doing breakdowns of the top college offenses, pro offense. What are they doing? How can we make that fit? Um, and I think that's what it's about. You know, the defense is always uh, trying to catch up, and it's a cyclical game. And if, if you kind of are staying stagnant and not progressing and not evolving in your drill work and your scheme and your uh, coaching practice, then they're going to catch up to you. Caller number 10 at 800 636 we got tickets to go see Nate Bargatze. They can be yours right now. Congrats. If you're the 10th caller dialing in, you're going to the Be Funny Tour, Thursday, February 22nd, Cap One Arena. Tickets on sale now. For tickets and more event information, go to thefandc.com slash events, courtesy of Monumental Sports. We got a four-pack of tickets to see the Premier Lacrosse League at the St. James in Springfield this coming weekend. If you want those, you better be listening in one hour at 6 o'clock. Remember, in 30 minutes, we're going to be joined by the XFL Coach of the Year in 2023, Reggie Barlow. I also see UFL executive, former three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. A team. Daryl Moose Johnston is in the house. Uh, They'll be joining us coming up at 530 from out here at Solace Outpost where we are hanging out until 6.30. Uh, you just heard from Cliff Kingsbury on the way back in there. We've made a lot about what Joe Witt Jr. had to say. He was yep. the star of the day. Mm-hmm. If you missed his presser, we aired the entire thing. Kingsbury's as well right here on Grant and Danny, so you can download the Odyssey app if you don't have it, rewind the show, go back and listen, or when we're done, just hop on grantdanny.com and grab the podcast. I thought Kingsbury pushing back a little bit on the idea that he runs the air raid was really interesting. It's, it was my favorite part of his press conference. That was the only thing of substance. Nah, that sounds very diminishing. I, I don't mean to be. That was the most substantial answer I felt like that he gave, right? Kind of an insight into his thought process, where it was, what he's known for, etc. Because you get some Yahoo like me is going, all he wants to do is play five wide and throw the ball, run the oop-de-oop like Johnny Markson. He's going, no, 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 no. That was Mike Leach's thing. I had Pat Mahomes. Yes, we threw it a lot. I had Case Keenum in college. Yes, we threw it a lot. I had Kyler Murray. Yes, we threw it a lot. Without saying all the names, that was the theme of that. And he referenced then later on why he wanted to work with Anthony Lynn, kind of the, the yin to his yang. I, I thought that was really instructive in what they want to do. And evolution, I think that should be music to Washington fans' ears. Totally agree. He talked about balance, running the football, doing what works for his team in the moment. But he even said, I thought going all the way to the point where after the idea of you know, saying, I threw it because of the quarterbacks yeah. I had. He went as far as to say, I wouldn't call what we have here in the NFL the air raid. I mean, he went that far. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm an air raid offense guy. That's how I cut my teeth 
That's where I come from. But what we do in the NFL doesn't resemble that. I thought that was really interesting because yeah, that is too. not the way that he's discussed or talks about or talked about. And people, when they hear Cliff Kingsbury, they think spread, throwing the football incessantly. We've only really ever seen him in the NFL running an offense that was trying to put Kyler Murray in the best chance you know, possible to succeed. Yes. And with all due respect to Murray, who's extremely talented, big arm, one of the fastest quarterbacks who's ever played, he's also tiny, and you have to do certain things, moving the pocket, getting him outside, spreading the field, making some things easier to read, because literally he can't see over the line. Yeah, he's he's got to be in the gun. He's got to be farther back on seven-step drops than, say, Drake May might as a six-foot-five-inch guy or yeah, Paxton Lynch at six-foot-seven. Yeah, if he's my quarterback, I'm doing that. Yeah, uh, you, you know should. what I mean? Like, uh, that's, that's the best strategy, optimizing who you have. So then you go, okay, well, what did he do previously? Yep, they were in shotgun a bunch of Texas Tech. Yeah, they were. Well, you had Pat Mahomes, who operates out of that uh, that formation pretty well, I would say. So you wonder if it's personnel related or if it's who he is related. He basically said, and I want to see if you agree with me. This that was a personnel thing. That you know what I mean? Through it, almost in translation, saying I don't have to do any of those things. Again, see as evidenced by offensive line uh, coaching hire. Again, I'm talking about Bobby Johnson. He said, in referencing why he liked Bobby Johnson, I liked some of the things he was doing in the run game, talked to some, a few people, and they you know, had glowing recommendations about him, which is what you say about someone that you just hired. Same thing with Anthony Lynn. It tells you he's not here just to, I'm going to sling it around, y'all can shut up. It's not that. It's not that at all. Or at least initially, maybe we revert to form at some point if there's adversity, as everybody tends to. But on paper right now, it's differing philosophies coming together. I could take, I could dig that. Well, there's a couple ways to go with it in, in a press conference. You could do what he did, which is to push back and go, actually, it's just not the reality. Uh-huh. Or you could double down if, if you really feel that way and go, this is what works. I like to throw the football. This is a passing league. We're going to throw the ball. You also need to be able to run it to get some tough yards. Kind of go the opposite of what the commanders said last year when they talked about the two to one rushing ratio that everyone went crazy about. Yeah. Never forget how funny that was. They talked about running it sixty six percent at the time and then hired Eric Bienemy, who hates running the ball. Did you see the Valentine's Day meme no. with Bienemy yesterday? I didn't know. I think maybe three hundred people sent it to me. It's really, really funny though. So it was a Valentine's Day card and it was like Eric Bienemy's face with his like big smile. And it said, Don't worry, baby, I ain't gonna run. I thought that was really, really funny. Like, if I could have, well if I had a good printer, to, like, I would have given that to my wife. She would have liked it. She's a big commander. Fan. That's really good. That would have been good. That's really good. Let's go to Sean in Falls Church on Grant and Danny. What's up, Sean? How are you? Doing well. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I appreciate yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. So you've got the you've got the owner, you've got the GM, you've got the coach, you've got the OC, you've got the DC. You're building foundation. I think the question is more about is this guy the foundation can he be you know obviously you know like you said Bryce Young everybody thought was better than CJ Stroud or at least the Panthers did so I think everybody I did too I, I, I screwed that one up yeah I, there might have been a I, couple I, people don't, don't, yeah. yeah in the same boat in the same boat there so it's so it's a matter of yes he's the prototypical Madden make but in the decision making moments with a obviously they're still putting together an offensive line you know a couple of years from now two three years from now is he going to be the big arm Josh Allen? Is he going to be the best decision maker in the postseason? Hopefully that's that's where you know we're we're projecting. But again, is he that foundation, that second pick? Where where is that belief for you guys? It's a great question. Yep. I think that's what they've got to figure out. It's I'll the be, essential question. I'll give you my answer in a moment, but 
I think that's what they have to find out. All you can do to me is do all your homework on the person first and find out. Cliff Kingsbury was asked today, what do you want out of a quarterback? Because he no-sold any chance to talk about Caleb Williams. He said he's a great kid, pivoted to Lincoln Riley. Was asked again, evaluate the player. I'm not going to do that. Didn't want to. And I respect that. I think it's yeah. actually smart. No, it's, by the way, it wasn't like he just came up with that on the fly. The PR staff unequivocally sat down with him, went over some questions. They said, you're going to be asked a bunch about Caleb Williams. And they had a plan. The plan was, let's not answer these questions. It doesn't do you, the player, or us any good, no matter what way we're going in the draft. But what he did give an answer on, and where he did answer about a quarterback in the draft, was he said, what's important to me at quarterback? He didn't talk about height. He didn't talk about arm strength. He didn't talk about accuracy. He talked about leadership. Mm-hmm. He talked about being the first guy in, the last guy out. He talked about working your butt Elevating off, the building. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, God, I hate just like throwing guys under the bus w- without working knowledge. The perception of Kyler Murray, though, was that it was not that in Arizona, remember? Yeah. And I'm not saying he was like throwing shade at Kyler Murray, but if you're in Arizona and the Kyler Murray situation is that he's not your CEO, he's not the beloved leader, he's not a guy that everyone in the locker room takes cues from, then you know after your coaching situation failed, the next chance I get, I need to make sure my quarterback is that alpha. So I think that's where he wants to start is guy that essentially everybody takes their cues from and is going to outwork everybody else on the team. And I think that's what they've got to figure out with Daniels, Williams, and May. Probably the hardest part because film doesn't help you there. No. You've got you to diagnose the work habits, you know, and how much of that was just to get somewhere, and then do you rest on your laurels. You, you never know. With these guys, how, how they're going to handle now? You, maybe you know better now because they're all millionaires yeah. coming from NIL. But and this isn't—I'm you know, not ripping anybody. I mean, the imagine if you were 21, 22 years old, and they go, "Here's your millions of dollars." How would you react? Would you feel pretty complacent? Would oh, you feel okay for a second? A lot is asked to these guys. We kind of forget where they are in this, this stage of their lives. I was not a very good person at 21, 22 years old. Hopefully, I like to think I'm a little bit better now. I don't know if I'm even good now, but I was worse then. So. You've got to try to do your best to be predictive, and even still guys get it wrong all the time. I mean, there, there's a million reasons why it doesn't work. It could be everything from square peg in a round hole to this was a bad fit to we didn't know our organization was bad because most people aren't aware that they're bad. Could be that this guy was never going to work as hard as everyone else. Could be that it's not natural for somebody to sort of step up outside of an inter- interview room to be that CEO type because that's not just about giving good answers when you're being interviewed at the Combine. It's actually about are you there at 6 a.m. with your 7-Eleven cup of joe breaking down film and, and, you know, doing all the possible work to be excellent. This is the hardest part, I think, about evaluating players for the teams Mm -hmm. and for guys like Adam Peters. How the hell are we supposed to do it in the media? Yeah. When we don't get the the FaceTime, we don't get to sit down and talk to the parents, talk to the high school coaches. So this is the part where people miss, okay? Because we just don't have all the information we need to fill out the answer key. I will say, though, that when you have access Mm -hmm. and when you're around guys, sometimes you can tell. One of the reasons I was so in on Cousins early on here in D.C., Mm -hmm. on that beat being around, is that you have the ability not only to see how guys work when you're there every day, but also talking to people in that building, not just the Shanahan's and the guys that were very favorable toward him, but, I mean, players, Uh you know, receivers that stay after practice and work with him. I knew 
this guy puts in work, the likes of which no young quarterback I've ever been around does, that plus he's accurate, he's anticipatory, he's really smart, he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. And that's why I went hard in the paint because you could kind of tell, like he checked the most right. important boxes. All the, the controllables, he's good. Exactly. Right. Now, what is the ceiling? I mean, we could still debate that. He's a, been a top 10-ish quarterback for a bunch of years. He'll Until he wins a Super Bowl, he's never going to be good well, enough. Well, then the bar will move again. Well, and, and then if he wins <laughs> one, he can't win two, or he lucked out, or the defense won him the title, or whatever. But the point is, you'd be pretty happy if on a rookie contract, Drake May turned into something like that yeah. early on. And my point is... The only reason I was even confident there is because I saw it with my eyes. Uh So the teams have to find that out without being around these people. It's really, really hard. You're asking me. I think his question to us was, how confident are you guys that he can be Josh Allen, that he can be Justin Herbert? There's no way to be confident. I'm not. I am projecting, and I'm saying I would take him at number two over Jaden Daniels. And I would take him because I feel he is a little bit more in line with what I'm looking for. I still have questions about if you got to stand in the pocket on every third and throw, and everyone in the stadium knows it, what's that look like? Mm-hmm. L- Lamar Jackson's a two-time MVP. Of course I would take Lamar Jackson on my football team. I love him. He's one of the great players in the league. But in this moment still, when it has gotten tough and they've had to come from behind in the playoffs or they're playing a really good defense, and they're keeping him in the pocket, see the Chiefs game, and he's got to stand there and make throws. He's throwing the ball to the wrong team. You know, there are mistakes, and I'm not suggesting Jaden Daniels is Lamar Jackson, but you get into these moments where you got to throw it. I actually think Daniels coming out, way better passer than Lamar. That's my own opinion. Mm. I, be- I think I mean, at, at this stage, you mean? Correct. Yeah. Not currently. Yeah, but Jaden Daniels out yeah. of LSU versus Lamar out of Louisville, in my opinion, I like Daniels as a thrower way more. And one of the reasons I'm in on Daniels, this is not a I don't want Jaden Daniels. I'd be happy with either. One of the reasons I like him is I think he can make throws. I just think for him, the, the leap is going to be a lot, I don't want to say harder, but it, it, I am less convinced, I'm more nervous maybe mm-hmm. about the leap that he's got coming. Um, whereas Drake May, he has not played anywhere near the level of Daniels, but I think that is a very portable college-to-pro game standing in the pocket, making those throws, occasionally scrambling. Daniel's taking the sacks he does as compared to May. Uh-huh. Like some of those things I worry a little bit about. Yeah, and so the answer to the question, and I think it's a very good one, how confident are you? Not. Yeah. I'm not confident at all. I, I guess in a lot of words I said I'm not confident. And, how could we know? And it's not a reflection on any of the prospects, right? I, you're, you're, anybody who tells you it's a done deal is ignoring decades of precedent, Right. For every guy that works out, a handful don't. Doesn't mean you don't do the exercise, by the way. Some people take that same logic and go, okay, that means you should trade back or take Marvin Harrison Jr. or some other kind of cop commitment thing. No, 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 no. The puzzle isn't complete. It's not even worth starting until you have the quarterback. So I I would try to do it every couple of years if it doesn't work out, right? Let's say you swing and miss. You don't say, oh, well, woe was me. Let's go back into the journeyman pool again. I want to go back to the Case Keenum tier. Not at all. I don't know why people are are willingly signing up for that. But to me... The upside of both of those guys, it, again, it all depends on situation, fit, stuff that you and I can't possibly measure at this point, intangibles, uh, and, and the other things. So just for, for the just for the sake of the conversation, I prefer Jaden Daniels right now. Maybe I'll, I'll read something by somebody smart that will convince me the other way. Even though some of those knocks about he's got 
you know, multiple first-rounders on that offense uh, that he's throwing to. Guys are more wide open than anybody else uh, could possibly be in, in college football, you know. But to me, those highlights, those incredible escape moments, right, those third and nines, where yes, where everyone knows you're throwing, and it looks like you're in the grasp, but not only do you spin out of it, but it's that lethal scramble for a first down, or it's that, you know, throwing back across your body into the middle of the field for a huge gain. Those are the things that he does that I just I, I dream on. Watching him, I was all in. It wasn't really until some of the leaving clean pocket yep, numbers came which out I get. and the pressure to sack numbers that I think crippled Sam Howe. Those are some of the things that, mm-hmm. that give me pause. Nathan in Centerville, you're on G&D. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, hey, buddy. Just, just thinking about it, man, I, I'm in on, like you, Danny, I'm in on Jake Jennings right now. I think there's a little bit of prospect fatigue with May. I mean, he's been the number two guy, the second overall pick the whole, you know, since last year. And then Jay Daniels has this insane season and everyone's talking about him right now. So it's going to go back and forth. But I think. Well, and, and hang zone. on the line. I want you to finish. But I also want to add one thing. I think you're right about that. I also think what Jaden Daniels does is more interesting. It's more sexy. If you compare, uh, I, I don't know, who's not Lamar Jackson, but like, like Anthony Richardson as a talent yeah. to like a Derek Carr or a mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins or whoever your stand-in-the-pocket-make-throw guy is, nobody wants the other thing anymore. Like, it is such an antiquated, endangered species. Like, And, and the, the, the mistake people make is Drake May is way more athletic than that. Yes, that's way right. more a scrambler slash runner or whatever. But I think people view it as one guy makes throws, the other guy does both. Everybody wants the guy that does both. But anyways, keep going. No, that's what I was going to say. Jaden Daniels, you look at him right now and you think, that's that's not just a, that's a weapon. You, you know you don't just characterize him as a quarterback as a weapon. He can change the offense. Whereas Drake May, for as high as his ceiling is, I do think that some of the film shows. And I, I'm not a scout by any means, but you know you see him struggle against some of these lower tier teams, and you do see some of the people saying his draws are his mechanics or his footwork, or he's still got some room to grow. He's young and everything, but I think right now just that you know we saw Lamar have this MVP season and that weapon that is Jay Daniels is more attractive. But I think. It's going to be back and forth all offseason. I think when they get in shorts and, you know, at the combine and Drake May starts showing off his arm and his 40 times is better, I think you're going to have people kind of leaning towards that. And who knows, he may end up supplanting Caleb Williams if he decides to not do anything at the combine or whatever it is. So I, I think we, you can't go wrong with either, I don't think. Right now I'm on Jane Daniels, but the fact is as long as they take one of those guys at two, we got a real good chance. Yeah, I think we're in a place for the most part. I don't know that there's – even a faction of the fan base right now that's going to be mad about either. I think you, you take one, and let's see how they coach them up. To your point, varying enough styles that you're going to have a preference probably between the two of them. I see Daryl Moose Johnston. I see Reggie Barlow. Of course, Moose is running the new UFL, a football operation, and Coach Barlow was the coach of the year for the defenders last year. I want to talk to those two guys next with you, Danny, so we'll have them right here on Grant and Danny Live at Solace Outpost in just a minute on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live at the Solace Outpost at a live event for the D.C. Defenders, head coach Reggie Barlow, the reigning coach of the year in the XFL, taking photos with fans. I guess I didn't get the memo. I don't know about you, Danny. Nobody's just wearing, like, T-shirts. People are dressed as defenders. They're wearing, like, lemon outfits. There's armor. I don't mean, like, I mean, like, medieval armor. Right. You know what I mean? Like, in a very co- but like comfortable style, breathable. There's no half doing anything with no, Defenders sir. fans. That's something that our guests know a lot about. Uh, we're joined right now by two of the gentlemen that are behind the UFL, the new USFL-XFL merger. Russ Brandon, who runs the entire league, is the CEO. Daryl Johnson, who's the EVP of Football Ops. Gentlemen, welcome on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. I know you, you guys just flew in and, and touched down and got over here, so thank you for making this work at this big event tonight. Uh, we just spoke, you and, and, and me, at the C- Super Bowl out in Vegas. I know when you guys were putting together your plans for this new league, it didn't take very long to know that you wanted to be in D.C. again. Yeah, I can tell from firsthand experience uh, what happened here last year was just incredible. The passion of the fan base from game one on was just absolutely incredible. And the job that Reggie Barlow, XFL Coach of the Year, what he did, what he put on the field. But the energy and the commitment from the fan base in that building at Audi Field was as good as I've ever been around. So we were thrilled to come back. And it didn't take much convincing to the guy to my left. He, he's played a few games in Washington in his life. So. Yeah, we don't like talking about those, though, because this city didn't win many of those. Uh, the guy to your left, obviously, is Daryl Johnston, a three-time Super Bowl champion with the, well, you know who. Um, this team. The team from Tex- <laughs> one of the teams team. from Texas. Yeah, exactly. We'll just say the Texans light, right? Yeah, there we go. We'll go with that. You were on the UFL side primarily. Now with this merger, you're obviously welcoming the XFL in. What did you see from afar of the defenders and the atmosphere and the way they were doing things at Audi Field? Yeah, I mean, we all have our eyes on each other, you know, trying to find out what are they doing well that, that we're struggling in a little bit. And, and I think that one of the things that the XFL did was, you know, that the, 
the attendance was something that was hard for us to match. And we had it in some of our host cities when you talk about the Panthers playing in Detroit or the Showboats in Memphis and the Stallions in Birmingham. But we always had that other team that was in market. And, and it was really hard, you know, to get people to come in that, that really weren't establishing a connection. So as we tried to find the best way to do that, we, you know, we, we watched the XFL and going into market and staying engaged in market and what you were able to do here in Washington, uh, what you were able to do in St. Louis. You know, I was in San Antonio back in the Alliance of American Football, so I know that community and how much they love it. And then, uh, you know, you, you look at what Houston was doing. Uh, so we, we really looked at all the markets when, when the league came together. Uh, and, and to your point, it was, it was, not, a hard, was not a hard decision to know that, that we needed Washington to be a part of it. So, gentlemen, big picture. What do you want this league to be? Is it the kind of league where, hey, a success story is a player graduates to the NFL? Is it a, this is standing on its own as a spring football product? I mean, the vision, big picture, three, five, ten years from now. What do you, what's your vision for what this league is? I think all of that. Yeah, I was just I want it to be a standalone league. I, we always talked about that. Um, you know, th- there'll be an opportunity for us to find ways to partner with the NFL, especially so, you know, now that we're merged. Uh, it makes things a lot easier for them. It's hard for them when there was two of us. So we've already had conversations there. But for us, you know, the, the longer you did it and the more players you talk to to figure out, you know, what's your why? Why are you here? Um, you start to hear, obviously, i got to get back to the NFL. You know, my window's closing and, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm falling off the radar. So is there, is there a, a – I don't want to say a developmental component to it, but it's a non-traditional way to get back on the radar of some of the scouts uh, in the NFL? Absolutely. But you'd be surprised how many guys are like, yeah, I know my NFL window's closed. He goes, but I just, I miss the camaraderie. I I miss the locker room. I miss game day. And if I can do that and and still be able to take care of everything else in my life, you know, from a financial standpoint, you know, that's what I want to do. And I was was really surprised how many guys that we found that were, they just, they missed football. And they wanted to give, and the the one is our staffs, our coaching staffs. Uh That is... You know, guys that are, are coming to you and saying, hey, if there's a spot available, I'd love to be a part of it. Those are the guys that miss. It's a small dose. It's four months. Sure. It's not year-round, and those guys are, like, they miss it so much because you can't replicate it I, anyway. I was blown away by that part, what Daryl just mentioned. You know, we used to say the X was the intersection between dreams and opportunities, and now the U is the ability to unleash and unlock those opportunities and dreams for athletes. To Daryl's point, there's a lot of guys that are looking to get back to the league, but some guys are just want to play it out because that's what you miss the most when you're done. You miss the locker room, the relationships, the friendships. But the competitive nature of our coaches is unbelievable. We have a lot of coaches with pelts on the wall, from Skip Holtz to Bob Stoops to Wade Phillips to John Filippo to Mike Nolan that have won a lot of games at the highest level. And to see them compete on a daily basis is really refreshing, and it's great for the develop of these development of these young men as well. Russ Brannon is running the UFL, and EVP Football Ops Daryl Johnston is with us. The newly uh, branded, merged two leagues in the spring. We're going to get into the Defenders home opener coming up in just a few minutes, see if these guys are going to help contribute uh, to the beer snake as you're joining us here <laughs> on Grant and Danny. I'm glad you brought up coaches, though. Tanner Engstrand's with the Lions, and a lot of people feel like he could be the, the next coordinator hire who becomes a head coach. 2020, he was here with the defenders calling plays. Greg Williams was here last year calling the defense. We saw what Reggie Barlow did last year. The difference between him and guys in the NFL, that 
I mean, you're, you're talking about someone who could do it at that level. So this has clearly become a pipeline. I'm curious about quarterback play. It's always been thought or said that maybe, like, the key to one of these spring leagues working is the quality to play at quarterback and just the product benefiting from that. One of the things I've liked is you guys haven't just gone up and gone out and, like, tried to get some big name who's didn't play, like, go get Johnny Menzel, go get Cam Newton or whatever. What's, what's the theory behind how you're putting not just rosters together, but maybe we could start with, with you, Moose, and I want to get your thoughts too on this, Russ, like the quarterback position and what is a fit for what you guys are doing. Well, it's the most important position. The NFL level, at any level of play, you know, the quarterback is the one spot that you've got to have dialed in. Um, the, the hard part for us is is now the NFL is, how many can they have with it? Probably in the springtime with us, they've got four of them four, under contract. Four. That's a good point, yeah. So, you know, they, they're starting to hold, they understand how important that is, not only as the starter, but having that viable backup for you, you know, to watch and see what San Francisco's done with the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo and then the emergency, the emergence of Brock Purdy, you, you see the value. So they're going to hold on to that. So for us, it's it's kind of marrying that the abilities of the player at the position with the scheme that's going to be implemented by the team and getting that great fit. Um, you saw it in our league last year with Alex Magoo, and, and all of our coaches said, you know, that, that was the difference last year for Birmingham. It was the consistency of the quarterback play. And to watch Alex Magoo when we came into year one and see who he was, not as a quarterback, but as a young man, and see where he was at the end of year two as a young man. And then I got to visit with him. We did a Green Bay game this year. So I'm up in Green Bay at practice, and, and there's Alex. And to listen to the, how the guys talk to him in Green Bay, you know, if we're short at sec- in the secondary, you know, Alex goes and plays corner for us. He's a jack-of-all-trades because he's that guy on that cusp but he's doing everything he can up there. Those are the guys we want. We want those types of guys. You know, we'll be able to find a way to get them on the field, and, you know, our coaches are fantastic. They're going to try and fix whatever it is that they need to improve. Uh, but the, the biggest thing is is the passion for the game, the maturity, the growth, the ability to control the line of scrimmage during the course of the game, the ability to be able to explain. Skip told me the conversations that he and Alex had in Season 2 compared to where they were Season 1 light years apart the understanding of the game and i think that a lot of people watch football and it's a gladiator style game and it's very physical the mental part of the game is what separates everybody and especially at the quarterback spot and that that's where the light bulb came on for alex what are the metrics of success for you guys this year is it are there attendance numbers viewership numbers as you try to build this thing and and kind of make it part of the fabric of the sports calendar what are the metrics you guys have this year for success versus a couple years down the line well, I think when you look at it, I think it's everything you just said, Danny. You know, from from our standpoint, the success that we've had with the attendance, especially here in D.C., places like St. Louis, really excited to go into a couple of the hub cities of the legacy USFL in Birmingham, Memphis, and Detroit. And we're building for the long term, building a community product that is sustainable for long-term success. The eyeballs were there last year for both leagues. Uh, both did very well on, on linear television, did really well when it came to social and digital activations as well. So it's all about building community, building long-term value. You know, I truly, truly believe now that we have come together as one that this league will be here well beyond our years. And it's a, it's a great tool in so many ways. Um, as Daryl mentioned earlier, with our relationship with the NFL, how can we assist in rules and technologies and innovations we're all here to do the same thing. Obviously, Daryl played at the highest level, played on three Super Bowl champion teams, and I know his commitment and I are we're mirrored 
and married to the same vision, and that's how do you advance the game of football? How do we help these young men on the field and our staffs off the field? How do we, like last year, both leagues put officials in the NFL. How do we assist the underserved populations of our game, have more females involved, whether it's in the coaching profession, as an example, or in officiating? Those are the kind of things that we can get back to the game is very meaningful to both of us. Russ Brandon, the voice you're hearing live at Solace Outpost, who is running the UFL, the CEO and the president. I mentioned the defender season is getting going. Schedule's available now. They open on the road March 31st against the Bahamas and San Antonio. One thing you'll like, Defenders fans, when you look at the schedule, you see the network the games are televised on. ESPN, Fox, ESPN, Fox, ESPN, Fox, mix in an ABC. All of these games are on these power networks. Darrell, that's got to be not only a game changer for spring football, but it feels like the first question you asked me today, yep. you said, what networks are they going to be on this year? I said ESPN, Fox, and some ABC. And you're you like, go, oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> I mean, like, uh-huh. That's a big deal. I mean, I say this to someone who's been calling games on Fox for many years. So, But, but you get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the fact, I think it's 72% of the games are on the network. So wow. it's on ABC or on Fox. It's there's ESPN, there's FS1. You know, there's there's other really high profile groups that are doing the games. But when you talk about you know the big boys and you talk about ABC and Fox, uh, to have 72 percent of our games you know on those networks is awesome. Um, and that's that's something that our guys uh, you know it helps when we're selling the opportunity to come play in our league when you have partners like Fox and ESPN and ABC that are going to be a part of this journey. So it, it, it makes our job a lot easier, um, and, and the exposure they're going to get is going to be awesome. You know, we know you know, that the, the spring calendar has got a few iconic events on there. You know, you've got the NCAA tournament with Caitlin Clark doing what she's doing in Iowa. You know, the girls' basketball tournament is, is getting bigger and bigger. Um, you know, you get into playoff hockey. You get into playoff basketball. You've got Formula One. You've got Premier Soccer. To Russ's point, we stand up well against almost all of those. Um, and, and we're ready to go and continue to build, and, and we'll be able to do that with the partners that we have. I think, I think the other thing there, too, is is the unwavering commitment from both Fox, ESPN as well. When you look at the talent like Daryl is on Fox, the producers, everyone who is wrapped around this is all in. And we saw that last year with ESPN and ABC, and obviously Daryl, lived it every day with Fox and the team there. Eric Shanks and the leadership at Fox has been unbelievable. So we look forward to having all of our games on over-the-air television, majority of our games on over-the-air television. Guys, great to chat with you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to Thank my first man. game here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Thanks, a pleasure. Guys. We will appreciate see you on the seventh. Uh, we'll see him in the end zone seats. He's the guy holding up that's all right, the cups. That's where we're still. Daryl's going to be watching film from over so. there. Yeah, it, it, it was one of the, it's one of the funnier lines I've heard so far when the schedule came out and Skip looked at it and it was kind of a, Whew. And I'm like, what, what is that about? He goes, I don't have to go to Washington. I don't like snakes. <laughs> that is a good line. That is a great. guy that does like snakes is Reggie Barlow. He's around here somewhere. We're going to find the reigning coach of the year in the XFL is going to join us next on G&D from Salas Outpost. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Big day out in Ashburn. We're going to get back into some of what we took away from Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr.'s introductory press conferences today at the top of the hour at 6 o'clock. At that time, by the way, I want to discuss the staff that's now complete that Dan Quinn put together. Looks like some really quality coaches brought in from all over the National Football League. We're also giving away a four-pack of passes to see PLL. Some of the best lacrosse in the world being played right here in our backyard of the St. James in Springfield, Virginia this weekend. So if you want that four-pack of tickets, make sure you're listening in about 15 minutes right here on Grant and Danny. But speaking of quality coaches, the reigning coach of the year in the XFL had the D.C. defenders at 9-1, and one, undefeated at home, took them to the championship game, and we're looking here at your 2023 North Division Champions Trophy. Reggie Barlow is with us. Thanks for the time, first of all. Man, thanks for having me on. Excited. Uh, a lot of good things taking place here in the, cap, uh, in the capital city. Yeah, I'll tell you it's what. Exciting. Packed house. You know, they, they, if Defenders fans throw a party. You know, they know, <laughs> right. they know how to do a couple things. And right. I'm amazed by not only how many people are here this early before the party starts, but also how much they're enjoying themselves already, if you know what I mean. They know right. how to do that. <laughs> right, right. Well, nope. What do you mean? I, I think he knows what I mean. You mean eating mean. hot dogs? He's been to a couple of games. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coach, before we get into the defenders, I, we were just talking, chit-chatting as you sat down. I didn't realize you have a little relationship with Dan Quinn. All right. You interned for him with the Falcons, so you know him pretty well. Yep. Why does everyone love that guy so much? I mean, first, he's a, he, he's a stud, man. He's a great communicator. Uh, he's a, what we call or what I call a connector. He connects uh, coaches to players, players to coaches, support staff to the, the rest of the team. Uh, great energy, extremely smart guy. Uh, knowledge of football uh, is really good. And the one thing I really appreciate about Dan Quinn is when we did our um, internship underneath him, he challenged us to look at certain players and tell me what you think. Give, them a, give an evaluation. And I thought that was really cool because I've done internships before and you're not asked to do anything, right? So... Just, you're uh, just kind of along yeah, for the like, ride. It's, it's right. the coffee hot right. or the right. coffee stapled. Yeah. Right, right. But being there with him and being able to, you know, he told you which players to look at, and then at the end of the internship, he wanted you to do a write-up on him. So uh, really good coach, man. I'm excited for him, and uh, he's bringing a lot of good coaches along with him. 
Coach, for you guys, what's going to be different about the league this year? It's combined now, the, UFL, X, or the USFL, XFL into the UFL. Right. Rule changes, kind of differences? How are you approaching it? Yeah, so right now, I mean, obviously last year our kickoff rules were, were 10 yards away from each other, so we're going back to the traditional uh, style of kickoff. Um, we still will have the opportunity to go for one, go for two, go for three, so that will stay the same. Uh, the punt rules will be a slightly a little different um, in terms of – we were only able to uh, – the garners couldn't go down, right, until the ball was kicked. Uh -huh. So it'll be a little different with that. But um, other than that, it'll be football as usual. Roster's coming together. All right. What are, where are we at in that process? I know Jordan Zamu signed on to come back, who was the, one of the MVPs in, in the whole league last year, leading passer for the team. What else right. do we need to know? Yeah, Jordan coming back is, um, you know, it was really important for our team. He did a, a, a lot of good things last year. Abram Smith is coming back. A lot of offensive line guys will be back with us. Um, with the other teams that folded, right, that, uh, you know, we were able to have a draft of those guys that was on those teams. So we grabbed a guy like Tim Ward, who was uh, uh, second in sacks in, 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 in the league. So uh, a lot of good players. Our uh, director player personnel, Vaughn Hutchins, and our coaches have done a good job of building the staff of guys that we think fit. Uh, a DC team. Where do you feel the best? What's your biggest question mark right now? Well, it, you know, obviously, getting um, the new guys to jail, right? Because half our guys, like maybe forty some guys, will be coming back, and they understand and know who we are and how we run things. But you know, obviously, whenever you're bringing um, additional twenty some guys, you mm -hmm. know, trying to get everybody on the same page and all that. But I feel good about the talent, uh, the talent base at D line, the offense line. Um, obviously, you know, if you had to say one position, a wide receiver position, last year we had four guys that signed NFL. We had um, Lucky Jackson. We had um, Chris Blair and uh, Brod, uh, Brod, uh, Smith, Roger Smith. And two of those guys stuck. You know, our two starters, Lucky Jackson and, and Chris Blair, those guys stuck with Minnesota and Atlanta. So we got to find two guys that can be our starters for that. Our guest is the head coach of the D.C. Defenders. He was the coach of the year in the XFL last year, Reggie Barlow. Reggie, before we let you go, I'm looking ahead to April 7th. That's the opener on Sunday afternoon. I think it's a 4 o'clock game right here at Audi Field. Place should be rocking. You guys last year were selling the place out, fifteen to 20000 at a time. It's not a coincidence that they wanted D.C. to be a part of this thing again. What are you anticipating from the opener? Yeah, well, I think our, our Audi Stadium is a, is a lovely place to play. Um, I think it's uh, is the model for what the Spring League wants in terms of having an intimate stadium. Uh, the D.C. Uh, fans, the Defender fans, have really set the standard for um, what it's supposed to look like in terms of energy, uh, in terms of uh, attendance and all of that, and uh, just really smart fans, too. And you can tell they want – uh, a good product. They come out and support, so uh, we definitely look forward to our home opening. Coach, great to catch up with you. Let's do it again real soon, man. Appreciate yes, sir. it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you all so much. Reggie Thanks. Barlow on Grant and Danny here on The Fan Next. You heard him talking about Dan Quinn. He's got his coordinators at a press conference today. What did we think about what Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. had to say? We'll tell you in a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 